0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the show. I'm Jessica Stevens, your host. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining in for another episode and another Now What Wednesday. Today on the show uh, we have a really good friend of mine, Jackie Acri, who is going to be sharing her I just feel stuck now what story. And I'm really excited to share this episode with you because I know so many people, myself included, feel stuck. Right now, we are coming into year 2.57 thousand of the pandemic and there's a lot of stuckness going on right now. And so I really am so grateful for Jackie for coming on and sharing her story, but also the tools that she actually used to help her feel less stuck. And it's all about ENT, or emotional freedom techniques, or also known as tapping, and how she used this to really unstuck herself. I don't even know if that's a word, but it is today and um, what she did moving on from there. So a little bit about Jackie. She is a self-compassion advocate, gold trauma coach, and self-help distributor. She uses EFT, emotional freedom technique, or commonly known as tapping, to help highly sensitive women free themselves from chronic stress, perfectionism, and their inner critic so that they can embody the power they've always had within. Doesn't that sound awesome? So without further ado, let's jump in and chat with Jackie about her, now what? Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was going to do next. Of course, I had to figure it out. Sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just blank, now what stories so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what?
1: Well,
0: hello, Miss Jackie.
1: Hello, it's so good to be here.
0: Yeah, so good to see you. From the other side of the country, I gotta say, I love video platforms just for that sole purpose of being able to stay connected with people from from afar, and... um, somebody who was in a long distance relationship for years it is, is something that i've always used and loved so especially now when people are traveling less I've, I've been staying connected with a lot of people and um continuing on with this podcast too even when people aren't physically together is the best just the best
1: It really is a magical way to stay connected when we can't always be together. So, and it really, for us in Canada anyway, it shrinks our gigantic country, right? So here you are so far from me, but it doesn't feel like you're that far away.
0: Yeah, just, you know, a hop, skip, and a punch and you're on Zoom and away you go. So cool. All right. So I'm so excited for our conversation today, mainly because I think it's going to resonate for a lot of people and we're gonna share your I just feel stuck now what story which isn't super specific obviously in its its name like other episodes that we've had in the past but a little bit more generic but I think so many people are gonna resonate with feeling stuck in all different areas of their life so this is your story as it relates to you know business but um I think a lot of people will be able to take away a lot of lessons from today, no matter what it is that they're feeling stuck about.
1: I think so. I think that feeling stuck is a very universal human feeling, Mm -hmm. right? It's like being up against this invisible wall that you can feel is there. And you really try to get past it and wonder why it's not working. Like sometimes we have certain strategies that maybe worked for a while, but we hit either the ceiling or I think of it as an invisible wall and you just can't figure out why you can't get past it. And there are really helpful reasons to understand that why it's there and what you can do to dissolve it. I'm not really about what's fast and free and easy, like as though it's just done in the snap of the fingers. But really, there are some things that we can do to help ourselves move forward. And there's reasons why we are stuck. And sometimes starting from that place is really, really helpful.
0: All right. Well, let's let's start from that place. But before we do, you want to rewind the table a little bit and tell everybody a little bit about you.
1: Yeah. So again, Jackie is how you say my last name. And we live in a little town just outside of Kelowna, British Columbia in Canada. I am absolutely ridiculous about my dog. I did not think I ever would be that person, but we got her about two years ago and she's actually been a huge part of Um, my journey and just feeling more connected to my emotions. So pets are miraculous little beings that way. I got two kiddos, a thriving business. I'm really a huge fan of Schitt's Creek. I speak fluently in Schitt's Creek gifts. I'm a huge coffee lover. I have mugs that I love so much that when I do travel, I bring my own coffee mug. So if anyone else is kind of weird, like me, I find that traveling with my own mug is extremely important to the enjoyment of my morning beverage. <laughs> so a few weird Jackieisms there They're not for weird, you all to know about me. You
0: got some quirks.
1: Yeah. Quirks, quirks. Don't we all
0: have some quirks? Yes, we all have quirks. Um, I, I have many, if you ask my husband. Um, okay, so let's jump into the story. I just feel stuck. Now what can you take us back to what was going on in your life when you were feeling this sense of stuck stuckness and then what you did and how to how you move forward from it?
1: Yeah. So I had a business for several years and grew that business by leaps and bounds, was highly successful with it. And at some point, I just started feeling really stuck. I kind of hit like that wall that I mentioned, that ceiling. Sometimes people talk about it in business, for example, they might talk about an income ceiling. For me, it was just stuck in all ways. Like, yes, I hit an income ceiling. Yes, I hit personal fulfillment ceiling or wall. Like, I just felt really uh, dissatisfied and confused. Like, I kept trying to do the same things expecting a different result. And I know that we hear that that's the definition of insanity, right? Keep doing the same things and expect a different result. But a while ago, a few years ago, I read, I I don't remember who the quote is by, but I read something like the doing the same thing over and over again is actually the definition of sanity. It's what we do Automatically. That's what our subconscious mind actually does is the same things over and over again. Most of our brain is is subconscious patterns, habits. It's automated because it's a survival organ. And that's how we survive is we burn less energy when we are in an automated state of being, so to speak. And so it's actually good news when we're doing the same thing over and over again however if we're expecting different results that can get very frustrating because we don't understand why we're stuck and so i was really in that pattern and i tried all of the mindset work mastering your mindset right we're all told the only thing stopping you is you and so I really tried to white knuckle my thoughts. I tried all of the morning affirmations, the 5 a.m. club. I even got went so far as I wrote out my affirmations on a really pretty piece of cardstock and I laminated it and I put them in my shower every morning, doing my morning affirmations, but it didn't work because the truth is that deep down, I didn't believe them. And no matter how many times I tried to convince myself that I did believe them, there was deeper work that needed to be done. And I just, I just didn't. I also think that there's a very common fear of quitting. We really judge quitting and giving ourselves permission to say, this is complete. This is complete for me. can be really powerful. Giving ourselves permission to just say, I did what I wanted to do with that. And it's okay to move on. And I think that's a really powerful position, but I felt like I needed to keep going. I had made a commitment. I was going to see it through. And so I was super steeped in mainstream self-help culture. And the real truth of it is it just wasn't helping me. Helpful for others, but not for you. I think that things help us at different times, right? So I think that we take something in for a a while, and it helps us, and then we grow. And so I think that there's a lot of self help out there that can be super, super helpful for a period of time. And then it's time to apply another layer. And I just really got stuck in the belief that life is so much about our thoughts. And that if I could white knuckle that, uh, I call it, toxic positivity you know like i was so afraid for example i was so afraid of and i didn't have awareness of this at the time but when i look back now that i i can see it through you know with a different perspective i was so afraid at the time of really admitting to some of the thoughts and the feelings that i was having because they were contrary to the affirmations i was supposed to be believing and repeating mm-hmm. so i've heard that from a lot of people who maybe have been you know, the law of attraction, I'll use that as an example. So people who have who have read or studied about that or been coached in it, maybe sometimes apply it in a way that means like you don't want to ever say anything out loud that's contrary to what you want, contrary to your vision or this person you're trying to become. And I tried really hard to stay with the positive and suppress the negative. And I'm using positive and negative here as just general terms, not everybody even wants to use those terms and that's okay. But for the purpose of our conversation, we'll call them positive and negative. And I tried so hard to just not go with the negative, but that negative was the truth of how I felt and the truth of what I was thinking at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's no wonder I felt stuck because it was like being stuck between a rock and a hard place for me. I was really feeling like maybe I wanted to move on or, Maybe it was time for something new, but I felt like, no, I'm supposed to stick with this and exchange my expectations for appreciations, right? That's another little phrase that we've heard. And again, it's not that that can't be helpful. It's just sometimes we overdo it with that kind of self help or those kinds of mantras. And things are just so much more, as human beings, we're so much more complex than these little pithy sayings that we're reading on social media. But that's often what we're taking in and then trying so hard without understanding the complexity of what's going on in individual lives. We just see something on the surface and think, well, then I should be feeling or thinking or doing that. I should be experiencing that. And then when we're not then we're like left wondering, well, what do I do? What's wrong with me? That's the next question. What's wrong with me? I'm trying to do all of that, but what's wrong with me? Cause it's not working.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So you are white knuckling it, not getting the results you want. You've been affirming, affirming, affirming. And, <laughs> yeah. Affirming and affirming. Ad nauseum. <laughs> uh, ad nauseum. And yeah, you're feeling stuck. So what was the shift? What happened?
1: What was the shift? Oh, I wish that there was one single moment that I could point to, Uh, you know, I was looking for a lot of, I was trying this, I was trying that. I got a lot of headaches at that time, which is often the body's way, right? For me, it's headaches for someone else. It could be GI upset or it could be insomnia, but the body often will give us signals, right? Something's off here. And so headaches for me are definitely a signal from my body. Something's not, I, I was fighting something, right? I was struggling. And so I actually went to a physiotherapist who's also a good friend and she suggested something called emotional freedom techniques, which is otherwise more commonly known as tapping, or you could maybe call it EFT. People might've heard it called that. And at the time, you know, this was years ago. I honestly thought I was very woo skeptical. (laughs) So I thought that sounds weird. I am not interested in tapping on my body and talking about my feelings. That sounds like something for someone else and good for them, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Correct. So uh, I honestly, I left it actually for quite a long time. And then I met someone else that talked about it, I met someone else, you know, things come into your life and they continue to kind of present themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I finally gave it a little bit of attention. I gave it a try, I learned just a little tiny bit about it. And through it was I was at um, a leadership weekend, and one of the speakers there shared how to do it. And so I experienced something there at that leadership retreat that really triggered. Have you ever felt like super triggered emotionally? Like you have a big emotional reaction, but it doesn't make sense proportionately to what's actually happening. Yeah, like it's a tiny little
0: thing, but your emotions are massive about it. Correct.
1: Yeah. So, yes. So I had one of those things happen because she had just taught us a little bit about tapping. I, instead of sitting there and stewing it, I went to the washroom. I excused myself. I went to the bathroom. I remember closing the bathroom stall door and I just took what I knew, which was very little. And I tried tapping on myself in the bathroom stall. I call it rage tapping. Cause I was really like, like I said, disproportionately enraged about something that was really like so minuscule and unrelated. Like you couldn't have logically seen how my emotional reaction connected to what I was thinking and feeling. Um, it just didn't make any sense. And so within just a very couple of minutes, and like I said, I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. I still experienced this absolute relief physically. Like I was super activated I mean, when I say the word rage, right, there's different levels of anger and we can feel mad, we can feel really angry, we can feel livid, we can feel enraged. I was enraged. I was really angry and it completely, it gave me, so in, I would say maybe three minutes of tapping, it gave me insight into what I was actually upset about, which was a childhood memory that had nothing to do with what actually just happened to me as an adult it's it calmed my body down, so I could actually think instead of feeling so captivated by those emotions. Like they can feel like they take you over, like you're flooded, right? So that was super, super helpful. And frankly, it helped me to just activate a calm sense in my mind and my body, so I could go back to the leadership weekend that I'd actually paid for and was there to receive all of this great information. It allowed me to like put it away. So it wasn't something I was stewing about for hours. And it took me maybe three minutes, somebody who didn't even know what she was doing. So obviously my woo skeptical side suddenly became woo curious. And I was like, tell me more (laughs) because that was some crazy stuff. And so that became my journey. Uh, That's, I guess that it was the thing that shifted because I was looking for, and this actually is really interesting. This goes all the way back, um, you know, over 20 years ago now I got a bachelor of arts in counseling and I didn't pursue it professionally because again, this goes like the self-help thing, the same thing. Like, it's not that therapy isn't helpful or, or a great tool to use. Some self-help books or coaches or whatever, they can be a great source of support at any given time, right? But for me, I just didn't want to, I couldn't see myself sitting in a room on repeat, hearing someone tell the same story again and again and again, but not really get any change. That was my experience as a client in a counseling setting. That was my experience in practicum settings, you know, practicing being a counselor. It's was like, we tend to rehash the same thing again and again and again. And so I actually kind of forgot that decades ago I had started looking for a tool that would help us to actually create intentional change in our lives, but not just through the power of cognitive behavioral therapy, which does work. Frankly, it's called a gold standard of therapy because it does work. Mm-hmm. You know, our thoughts really are powerful, and they are part of the equation. They're just not the only part of the equation, and we really are missing a piece when we ignore the emotional component and and the body as well, actually. And so it's so funny how decades ago I was looking for a tool like emotional freedom techniques. And then we came full circle, you know, maybe 20 years later, I stumbled on it and then had that little experience myself. So I started looking into it deeper, first started using it myself in both a client way, like with a practitioner, as well as it's a tool that's literally at your own fingertips. So it's something you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. at home in the car whatever and it's very empowering that way so yes there're some basic things you want to learn about it and sometimes we need some extra support by an actual practitioner who knows what how to apply the tool but i really love that it's something that we can use ourselves to manage our stress and you know do the emotional labor that comes with being human so that's what shifted for me is when i discovered emotional freedom techniques originally wow that's that's super powerful, but so simple, right? Super simple. Yeah, like so simple. And, and do you ever look back on something that you were introduced to and you just wish that you would have maybe, you know, hindsight really is always twenty twenty. 20 And I'm like, oh, I wish that I would have looked into that when my friend first introduced it to me, but I just wasn't ready for it yet. And the timing really is everything. I mean, I know we love to say that, but it is true. It's I had to resist it for a long time to be that open to it. And that's, that was just my path. How long did you resist? Like when, when did she introduce it to you? And then when did you have that experience? Two years, I think two two years. years. I'm super stubborn. I'm an Enneagram eight. So for anyone who knows the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram eight. I tend to go into things all or nothing. And so, and it's like super resistant. Like I'm like, nope, I'm going to do this my way. I can figure this out. And So it just, it, for me, it took a little while to be open to something totally different than anything I had been exposed to up to that point.
0: Okay. So you hear about tapping, you dismiss it, saying it's too woo. Correct. You (laughs) struggled and continue to feel stuck for two plus years more, right? Correct. Um, Yeah then you go to away and someone demonstrates tapping on stage for you and you're having a rage session and you're like, okay, I'm so desperate right now in this rage moment, let me tap. Let me try this, you yeah. do it. You see results and now you're like, give me more. <laughs> give me That's more, exactly let it. me learn. Yeah. And so you go down the rabbit hole of tapping and all, all the things that it has to offer for you. As it's a race, yeah. as as, for you, for your own practice. So to help you do all your stuff. Yes. Wow. So it went from like zero to a hundred
1: pretty fast. The reason, yes. And the reason that it's helped me to get unstuck is because I had been, there are so many things. Remember what I said about the subconscious mind Mm -hmm. and how we have these patterns. So I'm sure that most of your listeners are familiar with the term limiting beliefs right? So we have these core beliefs that we form in childhood. Mm -hmm. And so many of my clients now tell me, well, my childhood wasn't that bad. And we have the benefit or the luxury of looking back on our childhoods with the perspective of our frontal lobe, our adult brain, right? And so we look back on it and we're like, well, it wasn't really that bad. But we didn't experience our childhoods like that when we were young because we didn't have a developed frontal lobe yet. It's the last part of the brain to actually develop. So it doesn't really fully develop until mm, around age 25 is it fully developed, right? But of course it starts to develop sooner than that, but you know, we uh, we all know. Oh, we, I have two children. I mean, for sure those two kids are not operating in their frontal lobe most of the time. I actually hear moms joke about how they're tired of being the frontal lobe for most of the family and you know, there is a certain element of that that's certainly true. But My point is that we develop these core pattern beliefs as children, and we needed them for survival. Everything is, when we're children, everything is filtered through questions like, am I loved? Am I safe? That's a huge one. Am I safe? And do I belong? And so we're filtering, not consciously, unconsciously. Our brain is filtering always everything that's happening through that lens. And so then we start to create patterns of behavior that are based on core beliefs, like... Well, it could be something as simple as I want to, I'm the peacekeeper in the family. That's the role that I play in my family. It's not, I don't like it when mom and dad fight. And when I make people laugh, they are happy. And that's important, for example, like, or when I smooth things over with my siblings or with mom and dad, like then I'm the peacekeeper. So that's important. So that's something I need to do. Some people in business, for example, this is a business example, when you feel um, like you don't feel safe being visible. You hear that from business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs that I'll coach with tapping, they don't feel safe, like being visible, or they can't seem to actually take action in their business. They have lots of great ideas, but they're really caught up in the cycle of perfectionism or self-sabotage. They're procrastinating all the time. So why are they doing that? And when they're applying all of these uh, very practical strategies to why they're stuck, They're ignoring that core belief under the surface that's driving all of that behavior. That's why we don't see massive intentional change in our lives, because really, ultimately, that subconscious power, which is 95% of the brain, is always going to win. And if the subconscious mind doesn't believe that whatever we consciously understand to be safe as an adult, like obviously it's safe to post something on social media or to launch an offer and learn as you go. Things don't have to be perfect the first time you do them. We might understand that as adults, but there's a child like part of us that's like, no, <laughs> I am not doing that. Danger, danger. Yeah. yeah. So, so yes, that's really why EFT tapping was so powerful in helping me to get unstuck because there were some core condition patterns happening in the background that I wasn't even aware of that we're going to continue to Circle. operate. Yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: Wow. So for all the people who are now who curious and listening... <laughs> Just
1: like you. I love that term, woo curious. woo curious.
0: Can you do like the kindergarten version of tapping
1: and like why it works? Oh, yes, I can try. That's actually such a good way to ask that question, the kindergarten version. Well, the first thing I'll say, if for anyone who's listening, hearing these words like woo curious or woo skeptical, I love that we're having some fun with that. I'm actually the go-to gal for the science part of tapping because that is obviously what I needed to feel like it was safe for me to try it. Right. I wanted to understand more about it. So, you know, on one hand I've heard one of my mentors says that tapping is always better experienced than explained. And in part, I actually agree with her. Like that is true. I had to experience it in that bathroom stall. When I rage tapped, I needed to feel the power of such a simple tool to really be willing to keep going with it. However, then for me, I immediately went into a little bit more understanding, like the explanation of it. Like, why is it working? Is there any science supporting this? Right? Like, why is, was that just a question? coincidence, for example. So what happens when we tap on these acupoints on the body? So some people might be familiar with acupressure or acupuncture. There are no needles in tapping. Thank God. (laughs) Although I do love my acupuncturist, but it's, this is a tool that we can apply on ourselves, right? So you don't have to use any needles, you're using your fingertips. And it's really applying the same principle from traditional Chinese medicine, where we have meridians that are energy systems running in our bodies. And these points are, they are, are at certain points in our body where they're closer to the surface and they're easier to stimulate. And so when we tap on them gently with our fingertips, we are instantaneously sending a calming message to the fight or flight part of our brain, our amygdala. So that's the physical part of tapping. That's why it's more commonly called tapping than EFT. Emotional freedom techniques is a pretty big mouthful. And so we you know, casually call it tapping. And so that's the first part. You are physically tapping on your body, on these acupoints, and you're just gently doing that and sending that calming message to your amygdala. So it helps you to get access to that calm, rational part of your brain by calming that emotional and more primal response that's the first part the second part is the psychology of it where we are talking about our thoughts and our feelings and there's a really basic formula so we always start and this is really for me i think pivotal to why tapping was so powerful for me because remember i said i had been suppressing so much in the interest of what i thought was a positive mindset it was really emotional avoidance That's what it was. And so to have permission to actually say out loud the, again, using the word negative, quote unquote, negative thoughts and feelings I was having, as soon as I gave those a voice, they were allowed to leave. So, to speak, like emotions are actually signposts. Emotions are simply information, they're data, they have something to say. So, when we ignore them because they feel scary or too intense, they're going to keep knocking on the door. And I always say, like, both your emotions and your body, they'll only throw up a yellow flag for so long, right? Eventually, they throw up a red flag. So, for example, for me, Headaches, they continue to increase in severity. Some people will reach complete burnout. You can see the yellow flags maybe in your relationship, your physical health, your mental health, right? So they'll continue to give you these little yellow flags. You don't want to ignore them. It's part of being human, this emotional landscape that we all have to travel. But we're not taught how to do that as children, neither usually in families or in schools. And thankfully, I do think that's starting to change, but it still is grossly overlooked Mm -hmm. and and so that's why it was really powerful for me because talking about our thoughts and feelings while we're tapping it marries those two processes together so you have that physical somatic body response that calms everything down there was a decade-long study done by harvard that showed that tapping on these acupoints really does send a nearly instantaneous signal to the brain So we have that evidence and then talking about our thoughts and feelings. We have tons of research that supports how efficacious that is in a therapeutic way, right? So you put those two things together and now you're using both the body and the mind to work through something. So it's like a double whammy. It's a double whammy. That's why it works so much faster. Yeah. There's a really interesting study that showed tapping works five times faster than cognitive behavioral therapy. So like I said, it's not that cognitive behavioral therapy doesn't actually work. It is a gold standard of therapy for a reason. And yet it's slower. And there's also been studies that have shown that it doesn't last as long unless you keep up with it. Whereas tapping can really create transformational change in a short period of time. It really lasts, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, what everyone's looking for, right? To not feel stuck forever, but to actually be able to, move on, to let these things go, to release them, and then move into something different. That really, as an emotionally mature adult, we know we can have or do or be these people that we want to be, or these things we want to have, or these things we want to do that we aspire to. It is totally possible. We know that, but we wonder why we can't get past that invisible wall. And that's why.
0: Gotcha. So, love this. This has been so helpful. And get, thank you for the kindergarten version of explaining it. <laughs> well, it might have been the Which was really went. for me, because <laughs> I'm like, talk to me like I'm in a kindergarten, right? Um, so you use it, you practice it for yourself, and then you decide that this is the thing that you want to now share with others. And so you jump in and you start a new business all around tapping.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, new chapter for sure.
0: Yay! Okay, so this is the, I guess, the point of the interview when I always ask people, I'm like, okay, so you've done the thing, and now what? And you say, I fall in love with dabbing, and now I want to share it the world. So yeah, talk to us about your business, and and what is it about this one that is just has you so lit up and excited and
1: unstuck that you uh, want to share it with everybody. Oh, I think in business, we so often really what we want is to help someone in a way that we've really been helped, right? Like it comes from that place of like, oh my goodness, if only I had known about this sooner. And so I think that first business where I felt so stuck, you know what, the gifts, one of the gifts, I got so many gifts from that business, but one of the gifts really was it taught me how to run a business. And I learned a lot of really powerful skills that are helping me with this business, right? So we learn like everything's a stepping stone as we follow the breadcrumbs on this path of life that we're on. So this tapping practitioner business that I've started now is, well, I haven't just recently started practicing now for a little while, but it's really it's my heart's work it's the work i always feel like i've been called to do like i said it actually links right back to decades ago when i did get a ba in counseling but didn't want to pursue that professionally i'm like oh okay now i can see how this is all connected i get to use all of that powerful mindset work that i did learn but wasn't able to fully apply in those years that i felt stuck now i get to use that with the power of tapping so that we actually can those affirmations for example that i wrote and then laminated and put in my shower well now That's we can genius, tap- by the way i will say like i you know
0: i'm an affirmation person too and but mm-hmm. putting them in your shower and like yeah. going to this point of
1: laminating them and waterproofing them. I was very committed. On you, Jackie, on you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, like I said, any grammate, I go all in. Here's the thing that I love about tapping. I've actually really emphasized how you can use it to process, you know, again, quote unquote, negative thoughts or emotions, distressing or uncomfortable or whatever you want to call them. You can also use tapping to amplify what you do want or anything positive in your life. So affirmations are a perfect example. Where if there's an affirmation that you really want to believe, a great way to use tapping would be to like, just, do you have an affirmation that you really love that there may, you might not have a hundred percent belief in all the time? Oh yeah, for sure. Anything you can think of? You just put me on the spot. So now I can't think of
0: anything, but <laughs> yes, I, 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 I do have, you know, a bunch of affirmations that I rotate in, in and out. Okay.
1: Okay. So let's use one that's common, like something really, really simple, like boundaries, I hear all the time from clients that they have trouble with boundaries. Mm -hmm. Again, think back to your childhood. Most of us as children aren't taught that we are even allowed to have boundaries, right? We're not taught healthy boundaries. Not everybody. And again, this is, by the way, I really want to make sure I emphasize this. This isn't about blaming anyone. You know, most of us, most of our parents, they did the best they could with what they had at the time. And we all have got our own stories. So I certainly, when I think about my own kids being adults, there are going to be things that they're going to pick up from being raised by me that are not going to be perfectly functional, right? We know that, even though I'm doing the best that I can for them as their mom. So this isn't about blaming anyone. This is just truly, this is how children develop in part. So without access to that frontal lobe, you're going to interpret things in a very egocentric way. So boundaries most of us struggle with them. And so an affirmation that people might want to, you know, practice and truly would love to believe is something like, it's okay for me to say, no, it's okay for me to prioritize my peace. I make my peace, my priority. I protect my peace, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so a great way to use tapping with an affirmation is you've got the affirmation in mind and you might want to measure like, how strongly do I believe that right now? And when I say believe, I don't mean in this rational part of our mind that we say, well, yeah, I know that I'm allowed to say no. I mean, you check in with your gut or with your heart, like you really feel in your body. Right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's
1: like, okay. So if we're measuring that zero to hundred percent, hundred percent is I fully believe that I have no resistance to that at all. Let's pretend somebody says, well, maybe 60%. I believe that. I mean, I want to believe it, but I don't fully believe it. And I can see the evidence of that in my life. So then you do some tapping around that. And tapping always starts with the truth or the resistance that we're experiencing. So we would do a little bit of tapping to say, like, even though part of me really doesn't believe that I'm allowed to say no, And I can see that showing up in my life. There is also a part of me that really does believe that it's okay to say no, and I'm gonna nurture that part of me now. So we might say something like that and we're tapping on the body and we're moving through a sequence that leads us from this resistance this part of us that's resisting that, or maybe, You know, there might not even be part of us. Maybe it's like all of me feels like I'm not allowed to say no. So we start with where we are and then we move along through that as we feel a release from that. And this is where having a practitioner teach you how to do this to start is really, really helpful. But you move through that resistance and that can happen very quickly. Might take a while. Depends on the level of resistance, of course. And you move through possibility to we start to because we start to access that rational mind and we start to say what if I am allowed to say no? Like, what would that feel like? I, maybe it's not as hard to say no as I thought. Maybe I could try saying no in this way. Maybe I could try to hold this boundary. Like, what if I did? So we start moving through possibility. And because we're accessing that rational mind, suddenly that seems doable. It's like, actually, I I feel kind of empowered to do this and then you would end with the affirmation. And so as you're tapping on your body, you're starting to tap into, you know, it is okay for me to make my peace my priority. It's okay to protect my own peace. It's okay to have my own needs, my own desires and to use my voice to advocate for myself. I am totally making this up with this little boundaries thing, but it's an example of how you would use tapping to you have that affirmation or that feeling that you want and you can amplify and move towards that. You don't have to be rage tapping in a bathroom stall for this to be helpful for you. (laughs) But if you are there, really good. If you are there, it will also work for that. (laughs) Awesome.
0: Oh my gosh, Jackie. So this has been very enlightening. So I have heard about tapping. I've heard, I've read books that have included tapping as part of the exercises. And I've literally just like flipped the pages and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I gotta go look that up. Or it's like in an audiobook and I'm driving <laughs> yeah, yeah. and she's talking about the tapping and whatever. I'm like, well, I can't do that now. So I'll just do it later and never did. But yeah, this has been super insightful. And I hope everybody who's listening, if you've been woo skeptical, you are at least maybe a little bit woo curious about seeing if tapping might be a tool that you can use in addition to the other things that you're doing to help you kind of uncement yourself from where you are.
1: Yes. That's a beautiful way to put it. Like it can be something that is added in as another tool, another support. And I'm really an advocate for imperfection you know, this permission to just be human and that it's okay if you're not doing something every single morning at 5 a.m. If you're somebody who loves consistency and routines and those serve you really well, then that's great. But not all of us are like that. And it's also okay. Things actually still work when we do them some of the time. It's actually perfectly fine. So giving this a try and just letting it be whatever it is for you in whatever way it serves you is totally okay. Okay. Love it.
0: Love it. All right. So I think you have something to share with everybody if they want to learn a little bit more um, and <laughs> yes. maybe be a little curious and then find out more. So where can people find you? You know, what do you got for
1: anybody who's in their kindergarten year of wanting to learn about this modality? Okay, yeah, that is so funny. I love that kindergarten thing. So you can go to www.jackieacre.com. And there will be a free session there for you. It should pop up right? So it'll pop up to make it easy for you, but there's also a little bar at the top of the website, a little click you can make to get a free guided tapping session. It's only 10 minutes because I like things to be short and sweet so I can get on with my life. And this session I created because a lot of people tell me that, and this was certainly me for a long time, that they wake up and immediately have like that hamster wheel brain, right? It's like the, the mental load of the to-do list, feeling overwhelmed or anxious or stressed right from the get-go. So I created a session that helps to release overwhelm, stress, anxiety to starting the day calm, clear, and grounded. So you can use it first thing in the morning. I also hear from people that they use it at any time in the day because it doesn't have to be, you know, anytime you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious and you want to let go of that stress so that you can, again, access that rational part of your mind. It only takes 10 minutes. You can access either a video if you want to watch me You can watch a Zoom, like a recorded session. It's 10 minutes. You can tap along with me. If you don't know how to do it, I'll guide you through the whole thing. Or if you are somebody who prefers audio, you can also just listen to me and it's less distracting. So you get both of those options. And I really, really believe, truly believe this, like to the core of my being, that if being hard on ourselves worked, it would have worked by now. I think that's why (laughs) she laughs. I really think that's ultimately why I was as stuck as I was. I didn't know that at the time. I thought that being hard on myself was the way to make myself change and to get unstuck. Push through it. And so I pushed and I pushed and I pushed myself. And anytime that wasn't effective, I felt even worse. And so then I did it even more, right? It's like the cycle that we get into And I think that's the truth. If being hard on ourselves works, wouldn't it have worked by now? I mean, I'm 44. I think it would have worked before I was 40. So I think tapping is a beautiful invitation for people who are waking up to that, who have maybe tried a whole bunch of other things that maybe they were helpful to a certain point, but now they're saying, hmm, there might be another way. Like, what if I use the tools of self-compassion? emotional intelligence and agility, like paying attention to our emotions is information for us Mm -hmm. and really learning how to manage our stress, because let's be honest, the stress is not getting a whole lot better and it's not going anywhere. No, it doesn't stop. And you know what? The stress actually isn't the problem. It really isn't stress is part of life and it's not in itself a problem. And some stress is actually really healthy for us. Mm -hmm. I got here. Cortisol gets a bad rap all the time. Mm -hmm. And Frankly, you know, we are, we're drenched in cortisol. So fair enough. Um, Tapping has been clinically shown to reduce cortisol in as much as 43% in an hour. Like that's a huge, huge reduction in cortisol. So for us who are flooded in cortisol, that's great, but we need a little bit of cortisol to get up in the morning. That's what helps us get out of bed. So stress itself isn't really a problem, but our relationship to the stress can be a huge problem. And so if you need support in dealing with the stress in your life in a really gentle and empowering way, tapping is a great option for that.
0: Awesome. Amazing. So many tools. Okay. So yeah, that is where you can go find Jackie. Obviously, all of her info is going to be in the show notes too. So if you found this episode helpful, give it a like, give it a share. (laughs) And if you know somebody who is feeling stuck and has been talking to you about feeling stuck and they just haven't moved but it's the same conversation over and over and over again that you might be having with this friend please share this episode with them because this might just be the tool to help them take the first step to figuring out the rest of it
1: even if they're woo skeptical even
0: if they're woo skeptical (laughs) oh my gosh jackie it has been a pleasure to have you on the show thank you so much will you come back Yes, I would love to come back because I'm pretty sure you have lots of other stories that you can share. Um, and <laughs> there's no shortage of course, no shortage. stories. Everyone, everyone, says that to me. They're like, Jess, the theme of this show is so amazing because it's endless. I'm like, I know we're never gonna run out of episodes because there's it's a so really brilliant idea. Many blanks that uh, everybody has to fill in, and even if somebody else comes on the show and has this, an episode, is like, I'm, I was feeling stuck. Now what? their now what is going to be completely different than yours. Absolutely. Yes. Right? There's you?
1: it's as humans, there's just we're like kaleidoscopes, right? There's never-ending patterns that can be expressed by each individual.
0: All right. Well thank you, my friends, so much for being so generous with your time and sharing all of this beautiful knowledge into this world. And I'm so happy that you know, headaches and your stuck stuckiness led you to fulfill your purpose. And now you feel on fire and so passionate about sharing this with others. And that's really just what we all want to have at the end of the day is to feel fulfilled and and living a life of purpose. So I'm so happy for you. Thanks, Jess. It's so good to be with you. Awesome. Okay, that's it from us. Uh, Stay tuned. Uh, Next week, another amazing Now What Wednesday episode will be coming your way. Um, Until then, have fun.